0: Welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. Of this episode, we'll discuss if George Lucas should be more involved with Star Wars. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again, joined by a man who actually just discovered that George Lucas directed the prequels, Josh Strader.
1: I just, I didn't think, I don't, I've i never thought about it. I knew he directed Star Wars, and I knew he passed the buck to Kushner and uh, David something. Yes. But I, I just never occurred to me that I didn't know who directed <laughs> the original trilogy, and then I come find out it's George, and it, it, my um,
0: yeah,
1: it, just, it befuddled me that it all made sense.
0: And you were under the assumption that like he just hired like nobodies that he could just like control to yes, do the prequels?
1: Exactly while being able to pass the buck. So I just never like thought. Oh, I'll look these
0: guys up. No, that's and, why like George gets like all the hate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, wow. Weird um, moment right before the show. <laughs> but hey,
1: um, don't forget uh, you can get all of our latest updates on Facebook and Twitter at Friends and Film, and be sure to check out the rest of our big questions and shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you can, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps.
0: It absolutely does. And as we mentioned this week, we're talking about George Lucas and his future with Star Wars, maybe? Um, It's really just kind of came out of not necessarily nowhere, but there's been a couple of events over the last couple of weeks that have been a little weird, a little coincidental, maybe. Um, Don't know what to make of it, so we thought we'd discuss it. Um, And that being that it appears George Lucas is actually still somewhat involved with Star Wars. Uh, at least in various degrees. Um, it kind of started out with an EW article that came from Anthony Bresnikan as part of their solo coverage uh, where Ron Howard revealed that one day, uh, uh, his first day yeah. on set, after he took over directing duties from Phil and Chris miller that uh, George Lucas came to set with his wife and they had planned to only stay for like a couple of minutes, an hour tops, mm-hmm. and then he ended up staying for like most of the day and kind of giving advice to Ron Howard here and there specifically one scene where he's like, Hey, you know, it would actually make, it'd be more like Han to do this instead of this or to say this instead of this. And Howard said, okay, let's do it that way. And so they did it. And it sounds like that's the version that they're going to use for the movie. Um, So in some ways, George Lucas is influencing what we're going to see on screen in Han Solo. And then, there were reports uh, this past week that George Lucas was off somewhere in the UK and he was doing location scouting for Obi-Wan. Um, or some Star Wars Some film. Star Wars project, which then that sparked a lot of weird speculation that why would George Lucas just be doing location scouting out of the goodness of his own heart? Or like why would he take the time out of his own day just to like go do location scouting for Lucasfilm? So people have been like, is he actually going to direct the Obi-Wan movie? Is he going to do this? Is he going to make a return to Star Wars? Um, And so we thought it'd be, if we're ever going to do this subject, why not do it now when there's actually (laughs) some sort of potential evidence leaning towards that he could make a return in some fashion? Yeah. Um, So with kind of that that background knowledge with knowing where he's come from, but also he's been a little standoffish in terms of giving – um, you know, his takes on the current star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, he's kind of avoided it. He's kind of taken a back seat to star Wars in general. And it, there were like those reports that like he had planned out that a lot of the stuff for, you know, seven, eight and nine, but then Lucasfilm threw all that stuff away which apparently which reportedly didn't make him very happy. Um, so if this is the case, you know, if George, I mean, George was on set, that's a fact. If he was doing location scouting, should he be more involved with Star Wars?
1: Yes, okay. but that comes with an asterisk and thousands of bullet points. Okay all right. Um, first of all, George no I mean he's the creator mm-hmm. and he's not just the create I mean he's not just the father of Star Wars. He didn't just write and direct the first film. He conceived of everything all the throwaway lines, all the dialogue that Harrison Ford complains about that says is unspeakable <laughs> in a lot of ways, um, that all came from the dude's mind. I mean, sure, you know, built off of Flash Gordon and right. everything else. But the guy knows exactly what the heart of Star Wars is. And you never wanna throw cast him too far aside. I mean, it's exactly like Stan Lee. There's a reason Stan Lee makes cameo appearances in a lot of ways, because you still, I mean, I don't know how much he has in the edit bay. Probably none. None. <laughs> but um, him showing up kind of is like, hey, that's the thats the spirit of, the, this, this dude's spirit is in all these characters in uh-huh. a lot of ways um, with his, you know, Jack Kirby and all the other writers. But you want that there. And you want George... You want George giving notes. You want him saying, wouldn't it be more, like you said, more like Han to do this and not this? Because he wrote the first draft on Han Solo. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, so absolutely he should be more involved. But you have to remember, George Lucas's bread and butter is the world of Star Wars. It's not writing dialogue. It's not... Um, it's not the finer points of movie making in, right. a, in, a, in a lot of ways. I mean, he famously, like I knew prior to, he famously was so stressed out with the first Star Wars film, he passed it over to uh, Kushner. And mm-hmm. um, again, the guy's name is uh, Rich, oh <laughs> Richard Markin, not David. Sorry, I got the IMD page right here. Uh, so I think his niche is figuring out what the story is. Mm-hmm. Putting in the spirit of it and things like that, because I mean, he directed and wrote has the sole writing credits on the original trilogy. And what do we know? Him doing some kind of Shakespeare Shakespearean Star Wars drama was not up his alley mm-hmm. at all. But the stories and their arcs are still really great. But we get you know whiny Anakin moments inside of those right. movies, which could be or acted out well by Christensen, but just. What he's saying, mm-hmm. his complaints about sand and all all sorts of things like that, just they have no real resonance at yeah. all. Um, at least in the way they were crafted in the edit bay and all sorts of things like that. Because can't forget his. Uh, there's a really great video going around about how Star Wars was saved in the edit bay, mm-hmm. and George's wife at the time just you know um, crushed it in a lot of ways. So definitely check out the video on that. So I would love to see him more involved. But in the director's chair, that sounds ludicrous okay. in a lot of ways. Especially because Star Wars is it's in need of it, it needs to be kept fresh. In George and even though it would be like The Return of George Lucas, ah, no. He he's taken enough heat. He's like you said, um been more than cranky with a lot of his, you know, comments about Star Wars. Like, Last Jedi, I think he called it, you know, bland and uninspired, or not, something along those lines. He just said it was, like, basically a remake right, of his episode four, five, and six, mm-hmm. like, all smooshed together. Said he liked Rogue One better. Complained about what Johnson was doing with the sets on episode eight, yeah. and thought that was, like, over the top, which, you know, depending on if you're, yeah, the man's love for CG. So, I can't see him ever even wanting to direct another Star Wars, but I don't think you can keep him physically away from Pinewood Studios or wherever they're sure you can. filming. I mean, you, you know, security. security. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he, I think he wants to be around it, and the guy's notes are the guy's notes. Like, you can't just say, Bleh. even though they did discard what he had for mm-hmm. episode 7, 8, and 9, they still took the core of it. Luke Skywalker disappears after Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi. That that was originally yeah. a part of it before Kazdin, um, he, well he mixed up what Kazdin had written mm-hmm. and said, no nah, Luke will stay and have a party with the rest of the group, right? But they just moved it thirty years down the line. So I think him being around, like he knows what he's doing.
0: He's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So you think that this is more his return is more of from George's own interest that he wants to do this or yeah. Do you, you so you don't think it's on being like, hey George, come right. Come to set. Come do this and that for us. Come take a look at this. It's it's not them courting him, it's him courting himself.
1: <laughs> it's him trying to find a hobby. Okay. And you can't keep him away from what he loves. Star Wars is his baby. Indiana Jones is um, you know, his stepchild, I suppose, or something like that. And he he wants to be around it and he wants to be involved in it And mm-hmm. in any way that Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger and the rest of the you know the the writing team and production crews will let him. I think that's where he wants to be, even if he is like I don't like what you're doing. But right. he's 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 a softy. I think he's like as core. He's a softie for all of it. Maybe and I don't think because I don't because Kathleen Kennedy knows exactly what she wants and that is a thousand. I mean we've seen that a thousand percent all the way through. Right. So if he's showing up, I don't think it's cuz Kathleen's like, "We really need you, George," mm-hmm. cuz she's got it handled. But you don't look like you agree. You think Lucas film wants him back?
0: Um that's what that's what I'm not I'm not sure. As far as the big question goes, should George Lucas be more involved with Star Wars? I don't see a reason why he needs to be. Oh, okay. So I don't. For me, I I would say no. He doesn't. Should he be more involved? No. I think they have a story group. They have some vision for what they want to do because they have the Benioff and Weiss franchise coming. They have Johnson's trilogy. They're doing, you know, an Obi Wan movie. They're doing this and that. They're doing you know, new things on television. So I, I don't see. It's not like they're lacking for options and be like. Shoot, we only have things playing out till nine. We need some grand story. Let's call George and see what wild ideas he is floating around in the back of his brain. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're fine, so I don't think they necessarily need him. But as far as your other question of is it or is it George just wanting to come back, or is this Lucas from calling him back? Based on his previous comments about the current state of the franchise and how he's been vocally unhappy with how they're not following his vision, his original vision. I don't see why he would willingly come back. I think it'd be more of Lucasfilm, either trying to get some good PR of getting George Lucas back in some capacity or they're somewhat, they don't, they're not confident in their own vision. So they're like, let's get, try to get George involved I think it makes more sense for them to be wanting him to be involved than him wanting to be back involved just out of a hobby. Really? Yeah. Because, like, even though it looks like they have some idea of what they want to do, if they are focusing on that stuff, but they still have this grand vision of what, like, Johnson's still trying to figure out what his trilogy is going to be about. It seems like Benioff and Wise's franchise—they have an idea of what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. They don't know how long it's going to go or anything. So if they're looking for like we need something to continue this on, you know, we can we can make it another five to eight years based on what we've got. Yeah. But we need something that can last us another fifteen. What's that going to be? Is is are they bringing George in for that where they can be like, all right, George, this movie is taking place twenty years after Episode Nine. What do you what would you do with the universe then? Yeah. You know, is, is he going to be brought into the story group? Talk talk with them, talk with the canon people, and be like, all right, so you guys have these characters, you guys have this. Let's do this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, what would you do about? What about the the villains? Okay, well the first order's gone, the empire's gone. Here's this new thing. That's the only thing I'm concerned about is if if he was involved in some capacity. I feel like George would just want to get back to what he did. You know, like he the the prequels. He was get he was telling the story to get to where four was, but even then, he changed. I mean he he contradicted things in the prequels that what happened in the first movie. Like, you know, do you remember your mom? Oh yeah. No, you don't. Well, your, your mom died right when you were born. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, like there, there, there are little moments like that that don't necessarily add up. And you know, if his, if his original vision was about, you know, Luke coming back and being the big hero again, like, I'm not going to say that his vision would be like, all right, well 30 years from now, the ghosts have figured out a way to come back from the dead and be fully realized again and actually, like, maybe that's his vision. Who knows? But I just, again, I don't see necessarily the reason why George needs to be back with Star Wars because I feel like if any – I feel like Kathleen Kennedy, Dave Filoni, Pablo Hidalgo, Carrie Hart, the rest of the story group, they – seem like they have a handle on the universe, especially with how big Canon has gotten Mm -hmm. and the different stories they're trying to tell in different areas. I feel they should have a better understanding of where the universe is going than anybody. So unless they're bringing in George to direct something, what is he offering that is really that helpful? So you don't think he has any good ideas? No, he may have some, but...
1: Kind of sounds like you're saying like they're... Pacifying crazy old George as he runs runs around and you know says, "Hey, whippersnappers, how about this and this and this and this and
0: that." Uh, I mean, maybe partially. Like like you mentioned, the I think the Stan Lee comparison's completely different.
1: Okay, because
0: Stan Lee created the comic characters. Yeah, these movies are based on the comic characters, Mm -hmm. but he has he's never directed an MCU movie. He's never written one. He's never done anything more than appear for a minute. Sure. he has no creative control over these franchises but they stick to the source material for the most part in terms of how the characters are portrayed so stanley still is honored in some way of honoring that source material george doesn't have anything like that with star wars so unless they're going unless they're going back to the prequels and telling another story set in that time period or something he doesn't there's nothing that he has done that, like, mandates he has to be involved for us to continue on. I still think he could have ideas right. for what they could do, but it almost, I don't know, after all of this time, it would it would feel like a PR stunt to me, more than, like, they actually want to do this. Just so they can be like, hey, guys, we got George back.
1: But do you, don't you think that the lame PR stunt, if George Lucas has kind of reviled in a lot of ways by some of the fan fans. Yes. For the prequels but for also, the editing
0: of the entire series as a whole and the prequels now more than ever have continued to gain their supporters. You know, there's the term prequelist out there. Uh, people who still who defend the prequels who they'll acknowledge the flaws, but they still mm-hmm. look like, no, but these are they have good moments in them that we can concentrate on. And I, I would agree. Each moment each movie has a couple moments here and there or different characters that work. Right. But they're not necessarily great movies. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't really see a need for it, I guess.
1: Okay. So you think that Star Wars, so that's interesting. You, I don't want to come back to this Stanley comparison. Okay. Little, I don't want to linger there too long. Totally fine. But why does he show up then? Is it just a gag then, or maybe yeah, what? I
0: think it's a gag.
1: And you just think everyone else is running with his stuff now, mm-hmm. and you think that's sort of what Star Wars should be doing then—just running with what George Lucas started. So isn't that kind of the same thing?
0: Um,
1: but only different I, because see, the George—the the reason Star Wars stands the test of time so well. It's because of the spirit that's fused into that original trilogy and for those prequelists, mm-hmm. the spirit that's fused into the prequel trilogy as well in a lot of ways. And I'll, I won't take away anything from the, the earn the overall earnestness of the first two films and then the, the turn to the dark side, mm-hmm. you know, that happens in revenge of the Sith. I won't take away from that cause I can still watch those and enjoy those all the time, but it's just not a, a it's not as a fine work of art. Like I see the prequels or the right. original trilogy. Sorry. Um, and then that spirit's embodied in seven and eight mm-hmm. to, a, I mean, seven and to a, an extent and eight to an incredible extent, sort of like um, the 21st century of what Lucas did in that. And each like they bring, they've brought Lucas to those sets because they wanted to impress him to all of the sets. I think he was, he was around for seven, right?
0: I don't remember ever reading or hearing anything about that.
1: I know, okay, well, he was definitely there for eight, and Johnson wanted to please him in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. he got, you know, got, it sounds like he got rebuked with the whole CG claim, and then I'm sure whatever else more, but the his, his vision for the overall franchise, because, I mean, with every canon book that came out,
0: he had to sign off on it
1: during the Legends and things George like Luke. that.
0: Yeah. Well, legends, sure, but that's that's not canon.
1: Exactly. But the idea is that when he held on to everything uh-huh. he was still saying, Yeah, okay, fine, great, good and making sure that narratives and arcs and How
0: much I would want to know how much was he rejecting. I I
1: can't imagine. I'm sure a lot as much as he was um accepting. I know that he did say that he'd let the Han and Leia and Luke's or Luke and Mary Jade's relationship go in the old books because he was writing and getting ready to direct, now that I know, of the <laughs> prequels. So he kind of let a lot of things get past him. Yeah, um, He's on it saying that. But he never really saw it as mm-hmm. connective tissue, of course. But yeah, I mean, why would you not want him... At least, giving notes on characters like Han Solo, especially because it's one of his original ideas, which is great. But also, just saying, what else you got in the back of your mind?
0: I think I think that's fine. Like, I'm not saying he should be kicked out of Star Wars and not be allowed to go to sets or premieres or whatever. I just don't think there's any reason for him to be more involved. Like, if that's his role currently, going to a set each day or a day for each movie and just being like, oh, okay. This is your movie, okay? Oh, this is how you are doing, Han. Okay, well, you could do this instead. Mm-hmm. Giving those little things, fine, but I don't think there is a reason for George Lucas to be given that overarching "I am the most powerful person in the room" sort of creative control. Oh, again. yeah, of
1: course not. I mean,
0: which, but I think that's what he would want. I, I don't, I don't see George coming back to direct a movie with Kathleen Kennedy saying, "You can't, you can't do this and that." Right, or I don't see him coming in and then be like, all right well we want we're looking for another big story to tell. I don't see him being interested in like if they wanted to, to, to tell a story after nine, whether it's that ten years after or whatever. And, but and Ray and Poe and Finn, BBA, all these people are still in, are still alive. They're prominent in the universe. I don't see George Lucas as being super interested in getting those characters still involved rather than like trying to find a way to bring back the Skywalkers or bring back the remnants of what he created. Cause I just think that's where his interest lies in his own personal stuff and not what the rest of the people have done, you know, like his complaints have been against the newer movies, but then he's, seem to like the stuff that revolve around the stuff he's done. You know, Rogue One, tied into his movie. Han Solo, his character. Seven and eight, they're pushing the boundaries, they're doing new things, and he's like, okay.
1: Right, but remember his remarks on Rogue One were, I liked it because it was different. Or he liked it more than Episode Seven because it was a new style. Yeah. It was it was charting its own territory in more ways than one in the Star Wars film, for, mm-hmm. you know, for Star Wars films. And the reason he didn't like Seven was because it was so um, reductive of his previous works. And that's why he holds up his prequels and says, I made the first big CGI blockbuster movie in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. it wasn't com- computer effects, it was live action with low overlays and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Pioneered avatars, yeah. CG, all that jazz. So the dude's ambitious mm-hmm. and I don't think that that ambition is just tethered to his nine film drafts that he did, you know, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. or early 70s, 80s, whatever the case was. Yeah, And if, I mean, he was even planning a Star Wars underworld with mm-hmm. his, I mean, Lucas Story Group. So like, it wasn't like he was just like, nope, that's, that's the only thing I care about. And he was done. He wants to see the world breathe. That's why he sold it to Disney in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because he knew they would take care of it and then they would move it forward. Mm-hmm. He wanted to pass some of the, the blame and the don't get mad at me for the prequels. I mean, I, guess, I guess I'm projecting with this here. Right. But he, he's able to move it away from himself mm-hmm. and still say, how about this? How about that? Why not this? Think about this. Think about that. And, you know, keep keep the focus somehow alive, even though I know Kathleen doesn't need it. And I know there are plenty of great creators out there who can take this stuff up and run with it because that's what you want. You want people coming in like Gareth Edwards who right. grew up playing with the action figures, which is one of my favorite interviews. Or just like
0: you- any fresh blood. Like that's exactly. the other thing. Like after the last couple of months in Star Wars fandom. Yeah. I like is is that why maybe George Lucas is being kind of they're trying to be a little more friendly to George to try to gain some favor with fans who are just who worship George but also like like let's say like who okay so you you are under the opinion that George should be more involved.
1: He should be in he should be more involved than being brought around and shown around. So then how
0: how? Do you want him to be in script writing rooms? Do you want him to develop an entire new franchise? Do you want him to direct a movie? I think picking
1: his brain is the best thing. Just asking him what's up, what do you think?
0: About like, you a know, character like, what about... do you think of
1: what do you think of seven? What did he think of eight? What do you think of Rogue One? He liked Rogue One. Uh, you know, things like that nature. I don't think he should be direct. I don't think he should fill out, you know, he should cast or anything like that. I
0: don't but think just, that's really making him more involved. If you're just like, all right, Kathleen, it's it's the 19th. It's that it's George Lucas meeting day. And you go and you ask him, so what would you think about our last movie? And you say, and he tells you, and you're like, all right, cool.
1: I mean, more than that. I mean, it's not just like, check yes, check this box right. if you liked it, check this box no if you didn't. I mean, he's not afraid to let his opinion know. Yeah. And I'm sure he's he's still a producer and a director. And he'll say what he likes and doesn't like and uh-huh. how he feels it's shaping Star Wars going forward. And that's not a bad thing at all. But n- I mean, no, I'd him location scouting. Why not? I mean, if it's for an Obi Wan film and fam- I mean, famously went to Tanzania to get that location stuff. And if it's going to be set on Tatooine, why wouldn't they? You know, I mean, yeah. or all things like that. I don't know where he was location scouting. That's the only thing that was um, missed.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. But, like, I don't know why – what a, what a part of George Lucas makes him a better location scout than, like, an actual location scout or the production designer or right. people who are actually going to be involved in the movie. That's where it's just like – that's where it feels almost like you're patronizing George is being like, all right, you want to be more involved in some way? Uh, okay, can you go check out this weird town in Europe? We'll pay for you to go there for a week with your wife and just stay there and look at this one building, and that's your contribution. Like that's not that's not a contribution to Star Wars. That's just like a that's that's a Stanley cameo off screen, basically. That's the same level of working I relationship. I don't
1: think George gets patronized though. I mean, he's, I think I think that, I think he, that would be. I, he called Disney white slavers <laughs> yeah. after the sale, um, which did not. You know, endear him to Disney at all. But, or, you know, so there's a reason he's still around after all the bad stuff that he's said mm-hmm. over the time. I don't think they're reaching out to get fans because JJ Abrams made it very clear this week that he does not give a, you know, two cares in the world about what you thought of episode eight or what you think right. he should do with episode nine. And Lucasfilm. Uh,
0: that's just JJ though. That doesn't mean That's what Lucasfilm thinks I mean
1: if Kathleen I mean If he's directing Nine He's speaking for everybody At that point I would say Sure Especially His pitch to Bob Iger And I'm assuming mm-hmm. Bob Iger said yes On the spot <laughs> You know uh, So I mean They're not afraid To ostracize you know, Or do anything like that So I, th- I mean There's a reason He's around I don't th- I mean The location's got anything Does feel like a You know A token Extension mm-hmm. of like a you know, like go do this for us, please, or whatever. Yeah. But he's just sort of like it feels like him offering up his service to go do it because he wants to be involved, and I think they want that connection still.
0: Yeah. But is that is that paving the way to something greater?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think he directs. I don't think he even gets a producer. I mean, he probably gets a producer credit on everything. Yeah. But I don't think he, like you said, sits in the writers' room and tells you know someone like write this write that mm-hmm. go this way explain right. that or whatever the case is so then
0: I don't I don't think we're really that different in what we if, if if George is just going to set a couple of days for each movie doing a location scout doing that this stuff that honestly really doesn't have that big of an impact on Star Wars like maybe he'll come back from wherever UK city he was in and be like no it doesn't work They're like alright fine we'll go find different location but that's not going that's not going to change star wars, you know. That's not going to have this major impact on star wars. Sure. So I think I think his role's fine. Like I think that's a fine role for George Lucas to be in. Not not taking anything away from him because yeah, he created one of the biggest franchises and IPs of all time. But I just I don't want to see him direct another star wars movie. I Fair. don't I don't I don't I don't want to see that. I would mm-hmm. rather we get exciting new directors that are just different and can bring a different world view and a different view to this franchise. Totally agree. Um, a grand story again, I think they're just because he created star Wars doesn't mean he should be the one that has to give a sign of approval on everything. If that's the case, he shouldn't have sold the franchise. Right. He doesn't. Right. But I'm, but just... I'm saying like, if, if that's, if that's what people want for George to come in and be like, all right, here, this is our script for episode ten. You can give it a look over. I mean, like going back to the Stanley comparison, Kevin Feige doesn't go to Stanley's house every time they have a new draft of the script and say, hey, can you give us notes on this? Right. They just they make their movies. Stanley comes for a day and shoots a cameo. It's no, it's nothing more. It's nothing less. Um, and then just general development. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Again, I don't see the benefit really of having George Lucas in a writer's room. For a movie, I mean, yeah. If he wants to come by for a day and discuss an idea about, All right, we want to do, we we're thinking about doing this with the force. Is that too crazy? Sure, bring him in for a meeting. But I think that's, I think that's the same level that he's on now. Is he? Yeah. Is he's giving minimal input to the franchise? So I don't, I don't see a reason for him to be even more involved than that.
1: sounds like we're saying the same thing.
0: Yeah. I think I'm just saying it
1: a little bit more aggressively. Yeah. Maybe
0: more (laughs) aggressively, more negatively. Yeah. Um, I mean, I
1: don't know. I guess my opinion has always been that he's been in, he's been at the Skywalker ranch and all by himself and they bring him in at point very points in time and says, Hey, come make us look good type of an attitude. Right. And like you said, um, they had a meeting with him like early on about the star Wars episodes. He's, laid out lots of stuff Mm -hmm. and then they They used used most of it. None of it. Yeah. Almost none of it. Other than Luke's different this time around type of a deal, which JJ even hinted that he thought that's how it was going to go. But if Lucas is like, if Lucas is around with Kennedy and talking and just, I mean, if he's shooting the breeze of star Wars Mm -hmm. with his, with his mind and imagination and somewhere down the line, there's a empire magazine article and Kennedy's like, this actually can't, this idea for this episode, this arc actually came out of something that George said during a talk. Like I would not be surprised if that happens in some way or another. I mean, you know, and things like that because movies get pitched to Lucasfilm. I'm imagining all the time and then they get written and then they get developed then they get cast, but they, the, the, the seedlings of the ideas can come from, any number of mm-hmm. people or places.
0: Yeah. So. Like who, Like what What was the job of the guy who pitched the Rogue One idea? He was like a. He was a sound vi- designer? Yeah. A sound designer, visual effects guy or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Visual effects guy. Yeah. Exactly. And that blossomed into Rogue mm-hmm. One. Let's do a movie about that. People, people who get one line. Right. Two lines. One sentence from the opening crawl of episode four. So. That's that's where I've always thought he should be at. Mm-hmm. I mean, just sort of like um, kind of like grandpa George gathering around every year and like just talking about star Wars and things right. like that, or sitting with Kennedy and saying, you know, I always thought this would always be interesting if mm-hmm. we got a day in the life of a moisture farmer, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> things like that. Uh, but no, not, not so much him, please let him direct and write. And no,
0: right. no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I made it very clear that the reason those prequels I think were Terrible is because he he did all of it himself. Mm-hmm. He has the sole writer's credit on each one of those films yep. and sole director's credit. Um, so, yeah, no, please.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe this would be an easier discussion if we actually knew what his actual role was. You know, mm-hmm. if it was like it, maybe he is more involved than we're led. We've been led to believe, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think of George Lucas and Star Wars currently, and. Yeah, I think of like a a grandpa that comes once a year just to see how you're doing for your birthday. Yeah. Like he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't, he's not coming to all your baseball games or whatever. He's just, he's coming for the big moment he really needs to be there for, Mm -hmm. checking in. And then you guys don't speak till next year. Yeah. Same time.
1: Right. Precisely. I think like the Star Wars celebration, like that only taking privately at Lucasfilm. Right. Like that, that kind of a style.
0: Which yeah, I mean, if if that's the case, then yeah, I think we are basically on the same page. That, I mean, I think we're, we're a little different, and you would like to see him maybe be a little more involved, yeah. um, but I just I think he I think he's fine where he is. So, uh, any other points you want to get to? No, that that about covers
1: it. Okay. I just I'll just say like, my relationship with him is the man created the greatest film franchise my entire Absolutely. life. Absolutely. In like you know what if I ever get so lucky to be across the table from Kathleen Kennedy and George is like I don't like your idea for a Star Wars movie Josh I will tell the man to shut up all right I want to make that clear <laughs> you're gonna tell George Lucas to shut up I mean he'll probably be dead by then but Whoa. you know <laughs> hey. a little morbid but I'm just saying I you know he I'm not saying he should have like I because I think you confused me when I said he should get like sign off rights like mm-hmm. oh do that no he shouldn't but I was just speaking to he knew what he won for the universe in a lot of ways. Okay. And his, the way his, his thinking on a lot of things was kept there. But mm-hmm. no, the, the man's imagination is limited. And if people's, I mean, like, we wouldn't have gotten Black Panther if the status quo was kept up in Hollywood, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. Exactly. So, like, you have to let fresh talent young bubble bleed, mm-hmm. like you said. But yeah, no, don't give the man yes and no, or else I wouldn't get my solo or Obi Wan movie. I don't right.
0: Think. Um, yeah. So we, This past week, we shared a poll on Twitter asking this question. Uh, it was 10. We had 11 votes, 10 of them were yes, one was no. (laughs) That one came from me. (laughs) Yeah, really? So, uh, so yeah, Um, uh, the other nine people who voted, love to hear your thoughts.
1: I posted, uh, this on, posed this question to Reddit, Mm -hmm. and I got a lot of things. Um, a a few people were just kind of like, uh, Lucas showed up because him and Howard are pals or things like that that kind of explain away the set visit, which uh, obviously it does. But it seems like the consensus was informal advisor. That's the best role for him. Um, Someone did lavishly say, yeah, no, the prequels were the end of the road for the dude and the re-edits were better but still tampering with something that was fine.
0: I mean, he hasn't directed anything since the prequels, right? No. So... I mean, yeah, if it's been what 12 years since episode six or episode three, Mm, that's 2006, 2004, 2004. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I don't see him making a return, a grand return to a star Wars movie. That just seems out of the question, especially Obi-Wan. I don't know. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, so yeah, that, that's the big question. Uh, we're pretty much on the same side just i think a little different in our interpretation of i think what george's current role is potentially um so yeah if you guys have any thoughts on this topic be sure to share it with us um you can tweet us at friends of film we're also on facebook again search just friends and film you'll find us there if you enjoy this episode please subscribe share retweet and more plus have itunes it goes a five-star review uh we have our most recent episode of the main show up Doing a review of Black Panther. We'll be back next week with our main show, doing a review of Annihilation, plus covering whatever news drops. And our big question next week is covering the Oscars. Not the results, because those won't be out yet, but what should change about the Oscars? Or what would we change personally? Um, We'll have some interesting thoughts there, hopefully, for you guys. So be sure to tune in there and again, subscribe to the channel. on itunes and you'll get the podcast downloaded immediately when they're posted so it's just really easy way to keep up with the podcast you can find me personally on twitter at movie cooper and coops and you can get at me josh at just joshua ryan thanks again for tuning to the Fenceful podcast josh thanks for stopping in everyone and be sure to turn it next week for our review